you're you're just trying to get my kid into bed or whatever. You're you're being a pornographer or 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 the the opposite. Well, you're just being a fascist that wants to keep these poor gay kids in the closet. Uh, that libraries can be a place where those two groups can come together. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. You as a librarian, as a, as a human being, as a, as a Christian, do you think that we ought to uh, nationwide, if not globally, censor pornography? Yes. As a librarian, as a Christian, I say that there is no... I, I say as a, as a Christian who is a librarian, I say that there is, no, there is no healthy reason why pornography should be accessed at a library. That, that material is available outside of a library. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole, there's, there's, there is a whole huge thing that happened just like 15, 20 years ago just about this issue. Um, of all things, of about child pornography um, that I won't go mm. into. But no, I, I don't see. I think that libraries have a responsibility to the community. So we were talking about Mind Camp earlier. Yep. I don't believe that a, that a library should carry the anarchist cookbook. Okay. I don't think that in this day and age, I don't know that any day and age, but certainly this day and age, that it would be responsible for a library to carry that book. I agree with you as one who read that mm-hmm. as a kid in high school and very much utilized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, think I think it's a dangerous I think it's a dangerous stuff. Dangerous so, stuff. Okay, so, continue. Yeah. Were, were, was that well, the end of your thought? I, yes. Censoring there is a place I, for censorship. Because there's censorship that goes on all the time. Right. That lady that I talked about, she was censoring, she didn't realize it, but she was censoring conservative black Americans out of her out of her displays until it was actually forced upon her mm-hmm. because it they didn't fit her particular view. Right. So that 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 level of censorship occurs all, all the, the time. time. Right. Yeah. We make we make Well, okay. There's a difference between censorship and um, selection. C- consciousness is that a- I suppose so. Just because you don't have a book in your library doesn't mean that it's been censored by the library. Yeah. So, Willie, would you agree? I mean, from a from a government wide yeah. movement, do you think that pornography should be banned? Yeah. Not only just in libraries, I think it should be banned uh-huh. in in all. What would what would you guys say to the to the left argument that um, that men who observe pornography are less aggressive? I think it's bogus. I agree. But, I think it makes them more aggressive. Hmm. By far. I don't know. I would. I would suspect that it makes people more aggressive, but I would. I would reserve judgment until I saw yeah. evidence of that, and that's right. Right. Yeah. I think it. Okay. Let's let's put this in the terms of of a library. I did a I did a research paper in grad school about porn, pornogra- pornography access in libraries, and one We're of the, talking to the right person. <laughs> one of the issues that came out that has come out time and again. In libraries that have allowed pornography access, is that um, you may not have what? Do you, and again, what does it mean to be aggressive? That they're going to go out and rape somebody? Eh, maybe, that maybe would not. Be aggressive, but there's that a would lot be aggressive, other, but there's a lot, a lot of other, other things. Yeah. So what was happening? Particularly, I think in San Jose, 
they had they had a very uh, liberal and open access to um, internet porn. And so there were parents, and I read interviews with the uh, local police department there, and these officers were saying, we're called there all the time because we're having to arrest some guy who's exposed himself to some little kid right, right. in the bathroom, you know, or in the stacks. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. You know, um, and why is that happening? Because that guy got high. He got charged on, up. On, on, yeah, he got charged up. That's yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. What is he going to do with it? He's got to do something with it. Right. Are they? They're gonna. They're gonna expose themselves under the desks mm. in public, mm. masturbating yep. because mm. you got to do something with it, right? Or like yeah. you said, groping people, making groping people make, inappropriate comments. That's all aggression, absolutely. And and getting when you're being interrupted, it, in in the middle of getting off on whatever it is that you're viewing, well, yeah, you're going to get mad. Yeah, you're going to get frustrated. Yeah, I, it does. I think it creates. I think it creates an atmosphere of absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing good about it. Yeah. Well, another argument that I've heard is that um, for some people, you know, the expectation for me is that you, if you want to express yourself sexually, you need to learn how to talk to people <laughs> and um, and flirt. Yes. And there, yes, there are yes, skills yes. involved in that. And yeah. you need to cultivate those skills. And, and it's hard work. It's and, hard work. And, and, and it's worth it. Right. And and in the end, there, you're, the, the goal is for intimacy. Yes. And I believe that it should be committed marital intimacy mm-hmm. yep, um, yep, for yep. a lifetime and that's right but but the, the the art of subduing of 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 cultivating that relationship of, of having the courage to speak up in the first place i think those are things that people must learn to be uh, fully orbed humans mm-hmm. and when we give someone the access to this in the privacy of their room i think it becomes weirdo land where uh, the, the, there's a normal human function remove computers from from the history of 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 humans, um, human interaction, right? Yeah. De- cultivating and developing that instead of providing this this access that never existed throughout thousands of years of human history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where I think it it makes a weird zone. Um, to me, it's like these guys who uh, who hibernate. In, a, in an apartment, and they have pizza delivered, and they play a video game for five days straight. Yeah, that that is that's weird. Yeah, yep. you need to know that's weird, dude. Yeah, you need to stop that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and someone might on the left might say, "Who are you to tell someone that that's weird?" And I I don't know. I well, this is my voice. I think it's weird. So you know, no, it's I, the myth of of a of a value neutral space. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a value neutral space because whatever you know, and people like to think that libraries are value neutral, but that's not true, because mm-hmm. there's a vacuum there that's always going to be filled, and it's going to be filled by the loudest voice in the room, and by the by the and by the the loudest voice that represents the majority of the people in that room, or maybe not. It may it may be just their voice. But that, but those values are going to be determined by whoever's got the loudest voice in the room. If you're not contributing to that to that discussion, and again, it goes back to what we're talking about. There has to be a discussion about these issues because so far there's only been one voice in the room, and that's the high school librarian. But there's got to be these parents too mm-hmm. that comes in and say, "This is what I have a serious problem with." Now, how are we going to work it out? We haven't yeah. gotten to that point yet. How are we going to work it out? Yeah, like, that's really the complicating issue. The fact that parents have a problem with certain books, of course they do. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? But what are we going to do about it? Right. And I think that on both sides, we don't have people who are listening. Right. Um, and that is the main issue. Here's the thing. The conservatives who really want uh, to ban all uh, uh, 
um, feeling guilty about race and want to ban all uh, LGBTQ um, acceptance and promotion. They want what's best for their kids. Yeah. And then the, the uh, liberals who are screaming that we must have we must allow our our gay and lesbian teenagers right. to go out and screw around as much as possible. They really want what's best for their kids. They do. That's and right. that's why they're saying that. Right. They have a different set of beliefs than I do, and so do those conservatives that, right. that want to have no white people feel guilty about racism right. at all, ever. Both of those people have very different views than I have, but all of them want what's best for their kids. And so that's Mm -hmm. the question is, how do we actually listen? That's something that everybody has in common, I think. Yeah. And so the the real problem is when we're quick to dismiss people. Yeah, that's right. And see, and that, I think, is what where libraries can step into that gap and be and be a place where people can hash these issues out instead of calling you know, oh, you're just priming my kid to uh, to be uh, right, whatever. Right. You're you're just trying to get my kid into bed or whatever. You're you're being a pornographer or 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 the the opposite. Well, you're mm-hmm. just being a fascist that wants to keep these poor gay kids in the closet. Uh, that libraries can be a place where those two groups can come together and hash those things out, particularly in a school library, but even in a public library where these things are, they're going to come into play too. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I, and they are coming into play on a certain level, but libraries can be a place where we have to rethink, each side has to rethink the entrenched positions that they've been in, and they're entrenched because they've got no other voice in the room that they're allowing in. They're not yeah. looking at all the issues. And and hopefully a library can be a place to where those issues can kind of come out and there can be some some measure of civil civil discussion that goes on. Kind of unlikely, but I like to hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you're at the library um, it, w- with that kind of idealism, hoping to, <laughs> to create a space where people can get what they need. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we do try. We yeah. I think we I think we there are people that come up to the desk that that, that have a book in their hand. And I go, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're why are you wasting your time with this? Mm, yeah. I go, well, here, have a great time. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Know, you don't pass judgment. You just let them. You know, okay, enjoy. Well, and there's a sense in which, in that circumstance, you don't know what they're doing with that book, right? Um, maybe they're reading it because this is going to be their favorite thing, and all of a sudden they're going to agree with everything that's in it. I don't know what you know. You're thinking about a novel, whatever, or yeah, you, yeah. Or maybe they're looking at it to uh, try and uh, and see how evil it is and attack other people uh, with it and beat people over the head with it. Or maybe they're using it for research, research to, of what, yeah. to yeah. They're writing a, a, a paper on pornography in in, in uh, public libraries like you did. And right. So you probably looked at some material that you might not have otherwise. Uh, I don't mean pornography. I mean, you know, like uh, anyway, arguments whatever. for it. Arguments or, yeah. for yeah. or arguments yeah. against. Yeah. So you, you check out a book that argues for pornography in libraries. And the librarian who checked you out said, why are you reading this, you <laughs> dummy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you pervert. <laughs> Weirdo, get out of here. Right. But that kind of stuff is is important to, to have. Anyway, um, this has been a good discussion. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks, Jim. I've enjoyed it. Hopper Podcast Hoppers, we talked a lot longer with Librarian Jim, listener of the show. So Patreon subscribers, you get two bonus episodes with him. Now, some of you have been thinking about becoming a Patreon supporter, and now is a great time to do that. If you do, you're going to get all of our bonus episodes, not only those two, but also all the ones in the past and everything in the future, too. 
Listen, becoming a supporter is a lot easier than you think, I promise. Just tap or swipe on the Purple Hopper Podcast logo on your phone, and you're going to find the show notes, and there's a link there. Uh, As a teaser, here's about 60 seconds of what you're going to find in our bonus episodes with Jim. Well, the government, I guess, doesn't have to pay for it. Do we pay for prison porn? Do we pay for that? I don't know. That's a good question. we got to talk to a prison librarian. That's correct. (laughs) That's right. It might be. Middle school girls... Cruel. They're, they're evil. They don't even. They don't cast shadows. They're yeah. so wicked. That's right. They, they can't. How, how do they fix their hair when they can't see a reflection in the mirror? Yeah. Right. George Lucas specifically said. Do you know about this? No. George Lucas specifically said. Yeah. Uh, in space, there are no bras. <laughs> you know, for once, you need to listen to Dark Side of the Moon straight. Okay. I think. Okay. Don't it, be but... jacked up on anything when you listen to it this time. And I smeared it on a napkin. It looked really nasty. And then I folded the napkin over so that it looked like a note. And I walked by her table and I said, I I put the napkin down. I said, this is for you. Willie, someone asked me recently what I thought about ghosts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been asked that before. I periodically have had conversations with people about ghosts. Uh Uh-huh. And I think there's a pretty standard sort of christian response sure that is there are no ghosts yeah um that they're figments of people's imagination or there's some other explanation um but i'm not so sure about that Uh uh-huh um i do believe they're spirits and Mm -hmm. i'm not even sure if uh if it's a spirit that's tooling around it's probably not uh it's probably not god's uh elect angels yeah, um, sure. And so that, therefore, it's in the other category of, of fallen angel or demon. Yeah. But I don't even know that that necessarily means that they are um, as intensely evil as uh, as it could be. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got any thoughts on that initially? Yeah, I... Ghosts. So my initial thought on it um, is that I think that most of the ghost stuff that we... That people think of as real is uh silly honestly silly uh-huh. i say most so i'm not so uh, hold, hold on yeah but um i think most of it is they're trying to capitalize on something and there's ghost tour i've been on ghost tours before mm-hmm. and this person haunts this location or whatever yeah. and there's all kinds of actual scientific evidence for you know, it's a, it's it's a, an assumption, a cognitive bias, and someone is uh, you know expecting to see something, and so every uh-huh. creak of whatever is a ghost or uh-huh. so whatever. Okay, um, that's I don't know what the percentage is. Can I put a number on it? Silly in a silly I way. Ninety nine percent. Yeah, ninety nine percent of of whatever ghost stuff I think has that kind of explanation. Uh-huh. But I do believe, of course, as a Christian who believes the Bible, I believe in a spirit world. Mm-hmm. I believe in a spirit world. Um, I don't have much evidence that uh, paranormal activity is the souls of people, or I don't know if soul is the right word, but right. is some sort of imbo- uh, disembodiment Disembodied, yeah. of a person that used to be embodied uh-huh. in the world as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I do have lots of evidence that there are, uh, spiritual beings sometimes referred to as angels or demons, you know, a spirit world Mm -hmm. like that. So we do have evidence that those creatures, 
uh, they are creatures created, that they do inhabit the world. Mm-hmm. And so they could uh, possibly, possibly uh, do something that could be um, considered a ghost. Yeah, I, hmm. I, I wonder. Okay. I'm all kinds of yeah. hedging here. I know, course, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this person went on a ghost tour, and they said that it freaked them out. They stayed yeah. they stayed overnight in a place that yeah. was re- reputed to be haunted, and uh, and I think if I were running a business, I would have a few little tricky things in that house that made people certainly believe it was haunted because that would help my business. Oh, sure, right? yeah. So there's all kinds of, I mean, when it comes to, to everything from evolution to whatever, there, there are people who are trying to, I mean, Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll put on a suit and take a picture that's blurry out in the woods. And, and you know, they're, the hoaxes are real things. And, of yeah. course, if you're running a business, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a haunted business. Oh, yeah. It, it would behoove you to have a few little things that are unexplained or, you know, a, a oh, little for sure. yeah, a little glitches in the electricity or what have you. Yeah. Um, but I, I so I agree. I think a lot of it is just speculative and um, I, I'm freaking myself out and yeah. our, our brains have great capacities and uh, it's dark and you can't see. And there uh, and I think a lot of um, of religions and uh, religious ideas have come mm-hmm. from the from that very thing. Um, however, you're right. There are spirits. Jesus speaks to them. They speak to him. Um, how many of them are still around or still active is up for debate. I, I tend to believe that they were far more prolific and uh, and productive in deceiving people prior to the advent of Christ. Yeah, and that since that time they've been displaced and removed, and there are fewer and fewer of these sort of incidences. Yes. I also agree with C.S. Lewis that it would be um, foolish of the yep. devil yep. to yep. Um, to uh, to allow people to see that there is a spiritual realm yep. because then he gets them thinking about things that he doesn't want them to think about. Right. He'd rather them just kind of coast along and That's right. That's right. live their secular life um, and, and never think about Christ or yep. God yep. Yep. or yep. anything yep. spiritual. However, um, there are a number of, of people who have testimonies. And it, you know, what do you do with all the testimonies of like alien abduction, all the testimonies yep. of, of this or that? We could just we could just say these are these are people. There are lots of desperate and and there are hoaxes and pathetic people and and all kinds of scenarios. Yep. Um, but it seems that there are more testimonies about um, like Civil War battlefields. Yep. Or Civil War houses where soldiers were being treated and dying. Yep. Um, where they say there are ghosts around. Yes. Um, and it, it makes me pause for a second yep. and wonder when you're talking about a, a dramatic loss of life at one location over yep. a severe conflict and duress, Yes, what is happening? Is it, is it possible? Yeah. Um, is it possible that people who are, I do believe in an afterlife. I do believe that, that there is some essence of humanity apart from the body, although we would call that a violence. Yes. That, that the resurrection is a bodily resurrection. Yes. So we don't really understand the intermediary state. And we talked about that before. Um, that all is a caveat. Is it possible that we don't really have enough information since the Bible tells us to stay away from these things? Yep. Specifically says that you should not dwell in this area. Right. This is not for you to be concerned with. Right. You're not to speak to mediums or spiritualists, which to me tells me that there's something there. Sure. You don't have to talk to them because there's actual information. Right, right. And uh, you can be in pursuit of truth, but there's there's even limits to that, right? Yep. There, there's a realm that you're not to, to really know about right. or to dwell among. Yep. Um, and that gives me pause to say, okay, we don't know. 
We don't really know. Yeah. And we don't have evidence. We can't gather that evidence. There are yeah. no particles that we can yeah. Yeah. observe. And science can't can't data right. in this realm. That's right. You know, uh, I of course as a I, I'm a hospice chaplain. Yeah. And I hear stories about the dead all the time. Right. When I go and talk to people, I'm there to talk to them about death. Right. And they recognize that. And so I hear stories about ghosts and about um, communing from the beyond uh, in various ways through birds and through rainbows and through butterflies and through all kinds of things all the time. And my uh, I'm pretty agnostic about all that in one sense in saying that I, I don't there's a mystery. There's too much uh, personal evidence for me to be authoritative and say that stuff doesn't exist. Right. Um, you know, uh, I remember hearing a story that, that doesn't relate quite exactly, but there's a strong, strong analogy. Let me tell you this story um, uh, briefly. There was a, a, a young girl who was abused by her father and then put up for adoption, was adopted, and then sometime later, she accused her adopted father of abusing her. He was arrested, put into jail, and there was a huge question about whether um, her adopted father w- was abusing her. Mm-hmm. And there was a huge police investigation, and the adopted mother really, really struggled because she'd been adopted for about 10 years at this time. And the adopted mother was saying, "I'm," you know, the father would, said, no, I, I'm not abusing her. I've never abused her. And, uh, and so the mother, uh, I heard an interview with her and she said, I'm having to choose between believing my husband or believing my daughter. Yeah. And she was in this terrible, terrible position until she found a description of, um, her daughter from before she was adopted when she was a little girl, a, a police report description of the abuse of the little girl's report of her abuse of her biological father. That was the exact same thing. Hmm. And so her father, so in, in real time, literal experience, uh, history, the adopted father was not abusing her, but the, but the girl as a teenager was accusing her adopted father of, of doing exactly what, so the little girl actually was, I mean, the, the teenage girl was uh, talking about abuse that was real hmm. and had actually happened but had the wrong abuser. Mm-hmm. And all the people were saying, did this actually happen? It doesn't, it seems like it didn't actually happen. Therefore you are lying. Mm. And the man was saying, I never did this. Right. He was right. And what the, what the mother realized is her husband was right in uh, proclaiming his innocence. And her daughter was right in trying to say, this happened to me. Right. But she got the, she just got the one little detail wrong. And yeah. by telling her, no, you are lying, and confronting her on her lie, uh, all the people who are doing that are doing a disservice and injustice, in fact, to her. Because what she mm-hmm. was saying was actually true with one slight detail. And that the detail to her doesn't make a whole lot of difference to, yeah. the, little, to the teenage girl. And so I think, so that's, so how does that relate? I think when I hear stories about people who are impacted by ghosts, mm-hmm. I don't know if everything that they're saying is true, but uh, there's enough mystery in this world. There's something expressed Something there is going on. That maybe that, needs to be listened to. That maybe needs to be listened to. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with, I don't know exactly what happened, yeah. but this has really impacted you. 
And that's important. Yeah, that, that story reminds me of, I've heard several stories of young children who have very clear recollections of a former life. Yes. Where they can recount. Yes, 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 yes. In detail. Yes. Where they lived, yes. what they did for a living. Right. This one boy could, uh, could, could know his way around an airplane, said he was a pilot. Yep. And he, he would offer this information. They didn't know where he got it from. Uh, there are, this has happened numerous times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so what does a Christian do with that? You know, because we don't believe in reincarnation. Nope. Um, that, that we're cycling through various... I don't believe that that little boy had a previous life as a pilot or a previous life as anything. I really yeah. believe that that is, didn't actually happen. Uh-huh. But... What's I, happening then? I don't know what happened. And I'm willing to say I believe him... Uh, if he really believes this happened, I, mm-hmm. I have no problem saying he. This is his. Re, this is his reality. Mm-hmm. Something's not quite right. And, but I don't yeah. want to say he's lying. I don't want to tell him you are lying. So this is either a hoax that his parents or some adult has helped him with. Now that could be, and I hope it's not. Right. right? Or then um, this boy knew names, yep. places. Yep. He. Uh, this was verifiable. Okay. That he was talking about real events and real things. Right. So it could be a complete hoax and someone has coached him or whatever. Right. But yep. let, let's, let's pretend that that's not let's the case. Put, let's, let's rule that out for, what for the else, sake of argument. And, and so what else could that be? Yeah. Uh, someone was questioning me. That, you know, yep. as a pastor, you get all kinds of questions. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and, uh, and I had seen this episode and uh, I had a discussion with whoever I was watching it with and they wanted, they were asking, drilling these kinds of questions. And I thought, well, I don't believe in reincarnation. Yep. Yep. Um, this would seem to point to some sort of evidence of that. But um, uh, I do believe in spiritual interactions. Yep. And is it possible that um, the spirit of this man uh, is somehow attached to this boy yeah. um, in an inappropriate way? Yeah. Is it possible that a demon has yeah. communicated this to this boy, is fooling around with this boy? Yeah. Um, there are lots of, you know, just because uh, this is somewhat verifiable, somewhat verifiable, yeah. doesn't mean it's arguing for reincarnation. Um, Agreed. I think there's just a lot we don't know. We, and I, yes. And we have to, I think we, we have to be know. comfortable with that. Yeah. There's I, a lot I like we, to know the truth. I like to hear, you know, I want to I wanna solve mysteries and, yeah. and understand, but um, this is an area that we're... We're not going to get a lot of information on. Yeah, we just don't know. And even most conceptions, most really Eastern conceptions of uh, reincarnation would not be, uh, would not have a one-to-one. That's a very Western idea of reincarnation that has very little history to it. Um, Reincarnation basically means that the person person's essence or life, life force, force or will, whatever yeah. kind of goes back into the ocean of and and so yeah. when you come out again it's not you it's not there's not a there's not like i become a battery that's a that's a, a bastardization of the the eastern idea of, mm-hmm. of uh yeah uh, or any sort of life i mean you know anyway that's that's a, it's a popular idea in the west but that's not what reincarnation really means to the east. To right. the east. And yeah. it is, the. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, those sorts of stories I do find very provocative, very interesting. Oh, they're very interesting, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and just really wonder about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, but I'm, I'm okay with mystery. I'm okay with mm-hmm. we don't know. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, people asked, 
um, J.R.R. Tolkien about the character of Tom Bombadil in his in Lord of the Rings and, and other stories like that. Do you know the character of Tom Bombadil? No. No. You. Uh, I don't know how much. When the last time you read um, the Hobbit or or uh, the Lord you know, of the Rings? I, I. You know me. Yeah. You and, don't read and, much. So well. Well, it's not that so much as Tolkien is so detailed. Yeah. I just can't get. It's hard. I can't get into it. And so that's yeah. a character that does give not, me the big story. Yeah. yeah, that's a character that does not exist in any of the movies or in the TV show or anything like that. But he is. He come. He pops up frequently. Nah, frequently. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But um, and lots of people think of him as uh, analogous, at least, to God the Father. Hmm. Um, and he likes to have fun and sing and dance. And he he seems not that concerned about the evil and yet he's also very powerful and good and such and such anyway yeah um and so tolkien was asked about him who is this guy and his response at one point was in the real world in any real world there are characters that you can't make sense of and that defy all uh reason yeah and so that's who and this so he is. just he just put that in there. He just yeah. put that in there. And so these different and just and to, so and to so tool when, around with you. So when the makers of the movies and the they they look at it and say, I don't see how he furthers the plot. And Tolkien says, Yeah, well, he's just he's just a person that nobody can understand. And and that's and he has a lot of godlike qualities uh-huh. in some sense. And so I and I love that because the hmm. world is weird, and honestly, our Bible is very weird. Yeah, that I believe that God wrote. Uh, we believe that God wrote. The Bible is weird. We have this story. Speaking of ghosts, in First um, Samuel twenty-eight, yeah, where witch of Endor, yeah, where Saul um, consults a witch. Uh-huh. Uh, he's not supposed to do that, but in so doing, somehow this old man Samuel who had died three chapters earlier yeah. in, in chapter 25, all of a sudden starts talking. And the text says it was Samuel. Yeah, and he says, why have you called me up? Right. That's so provocative. Up from where? From what? From the dead? From the grave? From... from... He seems annoyed. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he does he's seem like, annoyed. Right? Yeah. So Samuel... Like, you're not supposed to be doing this, buddy. Now, Saul and Samuel had a relationship. They knew who yeah. each other were. And so when this man comes and Saul says... I know you, you're Samuel. And the, and the narrator says, yes, it was Samuel. And Samuel said this, why have you called me up? And they had yeah. this conversation. And theologians for thousands of years, going back, back to long before Jesus, they don't know what to do with this passage. Yeah, I think it's Tom Bombadil. It's, uh, it's not, I don't mean any character there is Tom Bombadil, but I mean like, like the, this doesn't make sense. enigmatic portion. And sometimes the world doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, I don't need to have an explanation for everything. Yeah. I don't need to have an explanation for everything. It's very postmodern of you. It, yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe in the, in the right sense of postmodernism. I think in a yeah. good sense of yeah. postmodernism. Because modernism has its limits. But, yeah, yeah, because yeah. We, cause our minds can't... Doesn't I, appreciate the mystery. I don't or think the, that I... I don't expect that I will have all the answers and be able to and be able to have all the answers. Yeah. So, um, so that's these are kind of my answers when people ask me these kinds of questions. Is I, I don't really know. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are yeah. ghosts possible? Yes. Are sure. spi- human spirits still walking the earth possible? I I don't see why not. I don't think they would be necessarily redeemed spirits. I think yeah. they're present with the Lord. But I don't I don't know anything about that realm. And, and even the, you know, I thought about this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What does it mean to be present with the Lord if you don't right. have a body? 
I don't know. So is it possible? This is why I said at the beginning, I said it very specifically, I don't have any indication from from Holy Scripture or from right. other, I don't have any indication that peop, that disembodied personas from the past can yeah. interact with our world now, but that doesn't mean they can't. Have you, do you have any personal stories of, um, I don't freaky things or, Oh, freaky things. Ah, uh, unexplained pseudo spiritual mysteries. Not firsthand. I've heard mm-hmm. many, 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 of course, many of, of those course. Yeah, um, was... from people who have, not just on TV or whatever, uh-huh. but like I, I go and talk to people about death. And so they have lots of stories for me, but um, honestly, from a personal perspective, I, yeah, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. And that, that also makes me wonder, is there something unique to me or I don't know. It, I mean, yeah. there's some people seem to have lots of these experiences right, and other right. people don't have any. And so that, yeah. that that's weird. That's it makes weird. me wonder if this is a, like, uh, gifting. Yes. Yeah. Or so the one side is it's maybe gifting and I'm not gifted and that's how someone who believes in, uh-huh. in this really well would explain it and then the other side is not gifting but to say uh, those people have are, are uh, easily influenced sure. and easily manipulated or whatever yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. so when uh, we both have read a book actually I heard this about this book from you called The Spirit of the Rainforest yes and this is about tribes that are not modern. Well, they, yeah. they are now, but the, uh, some of them are still not. Um, down in the jungles of but South they America, exist. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, that have been separated. They're they're old Earth societies. Yeah, right. they're separated from the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. They've been living this way for thousands of years in the jungle. Um, various tribes warring with each other. They have very interesting stories. Yes, um, as as they've encountered the 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 contemporary yes. world. Yes, anthropologists and yes. so forth. Um, and when you read that book, it's a brutal book yep. about their, their murdering and yep. uh, all the spiritualism that they're involved. But there are shaman, yep. people who they would say have this gift of interacting with spirits that most people do not have. That's right. Now, they now the caveat, they do do this with some sort of psychedelic drug. Yep, that's right. Uh, well, that's not uncommon, too. We've talked about psychedelics. Yep. And the research that's going on there, I think, is very exciting. Yes. Um, but... They have yeah. If you if you're interested in in psychedelic drugs, go back and listen to that episode because yeah. that that's been very interesting. Yeah. So they they have had all these spiritual um, experiences. Yep. And they name these spirits. They're their personalities. Yep. They they and the thing that's fascinating to me is that they tell these various shaman that they need to go and murder children from other tribes. Yep. I mean, to me, it's just clearly evil spirits. And and this is I mean, why this is this is destructive stuff. Oh yeah. And and the book. Of course, uh, ends in a in a dramatic fashion that I, I actually brought me to tears. I recommend anyone, but to me, not only recommend to read it, but it was a uh, to me it was a a picture of how God and His truth permeates the darkness. The light um, eradicates darkness, and He breaks in to societies all over the earth. Yeah. Um, and it gives me a picture of what old earth was like. Yes. Um, with all of its animism, with all of its spiritualism, with all its its interaction with spirits and yep. demons and all of the religions of the earth have had human sacrifices and, and, and particularly children's um, murders of children and people, other people's children. Um, that's just evil, right? Oh yeah. And so I really do believe the old earth was a, a was running rampant with, with, demons and this sort of misguided uh spiritual religious yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And so here we are uh, years, thousands of years after Christ. And what remnants are still around? Yeah. How, how have they been forced underground? How are they manifesting, if at all? Yeah. Um, that's an interesting question. And so I've had moments where I, I, for lack of better terminology, felt my spidey senses going off. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where I was in an environment where it felt as if I wasn't alone or if something was watching me. Yes. Or it just felt wrong or yes. evil yes. or oppressive. And I have... That's the best I can articulate it. Yeah. And I don't put a lot of stock in it. Yep. I don't really publicize that or mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. only happened a very few times. And I have, I, I'm not saying anything about it because I can't prove or disprove anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a sensibility. It could have been something that I ate or a dream that I had the night before. I don't know. Or a cognitive bias. Or cognitive bias or, yeah, or, or any number of things that could go, be or going on be in a our spiritual... very complicated minds. Yeah, it could be a spiritual being that is present and doing something. It's, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the mystery. And I think yeah. it's very difficult for us to know. Um, those things do exist. And I think it's also helpful for us to be skeptical of people who are trying to make money on mm-hmm. saying, my hotel is yeah. haunted. I would say highly skeptical. I am highly skeptical of yeah. those. Well, both of us uh, are more pe- of a yeah. scientific-minded people, yeah, which is right. a natural skepticism, that's right? That's right, right. I mean, that's right. Um, you, you, what's the, what's the phrase? Uh, unusual claims need unusual evidence or yes. extraordinary claims need extraordinary, extraordinary, extraordinary evidence. evidence. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes that's there. Yeah. It's an interesting topic. It sure is. Hey, let's put that, uh, spirit of the rainforest. Let's put that book in, in the hopper because I want to talk some more about that. Do you? It's a really, it's a, yeah. the, the, it had a big impact on your life. It's had a big impact on my life. If I listed specific books that have had a massive impact on my thinking yeah that that's near the top yeah not maybe not the top but it's near the top and it's one that almost nobody's heard of and right it's had an impact on you too yeah and, and it is a special book definitely one of my top five yeah yeah but again brutal oh yeah no yeah you gotta you gotta go in thinking i'm gonna read about bad stuff spirit of the rainforest yeah. let's put that in the hopper sure Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You can write or call us. Just tap or swipe on the purple Hopper Podcast cover art on your podcasting app and find the show notes for ways to suggest a topic for the Hopper or tell us a funny story. Or go to thehopperpodcast.org. Try to keep it clean. And if you do, we'll probably feature you in an upcoming episode. Special thanks this week go to fecal transplant doctors everywhere. They're, they're performing an important duty. Thank you for your service. It's, and it's an important duty. It's, it's an important duty. <laughs> Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. You can also join our Patreon for our bonus episodes. Uh, Willie, what's the lesson for this week's episode? Yeah, the, the lesson this week is The Phantom Menace really is the best movie of all time. Yeah, that's... No. no did I, did really, I miss it? No.